and three, two, one. Welcome to The Peaceful Truth, the podcast where we talk about everything from woman empowerment, feminism, and everything in between. You are joined by your host, Kenzie Meekback. I appreciate everyone tuning in. This week, I wanted to talk about the Super Bowl. I talked about it last year as far as uh, the different performances and highlighting like feminism fails for performances like Adam Levine was celebrated for taking his clothes off last year and or maybe it was the year before that. Anyway, uh, I just kind of highlighted the fact that that is kind of sexist because a lot of women have been shamed in the past for their Super Bowl performances. Um, and this year, I wanted to talk about some feminism wins, um, as well as some feminism fails, uh, just culturally. The women involved in the Super Bowl themselves were great and awesome feminists, but I'm just talking about culturally how we failed them. First, I want to start off by talking about Katie Sowers. She is the first female coach or was the first female coach in the Super Bowl. So that was really cool and effing amazing and effing badass. Um, I got this info from the New York Times by Talia uh, Minsber, I believe. So Sowers is an offensive assistant with the 49ers this year. And she is one of four full-time female coaches in the NFL this season, along with Callie Brownson, uh, Lori Locust, and Marel Javadifa. Um, I probably mispronounced most of those names, so I apologize. I don't watch sports, so I don't hear their names broadcasted. Okay, so I want to start off with how she got into the NFL. Uh, Sowers got into the NFL. She was coaching a fifth grade girls sports team in Kansas City, and she became friends with one of the girls on her team's dad, Scott Pioli. And when he was the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs, it's kind of ironic that this is how she kind of got her start after the game itself against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So Peely thought of Bill Walsh's Diversity Coaching Fellowship, a program meant to increase the number of minority coaches in the NFL. After moving, uh, he became, after moving on to become the assistant GM in Atlanta, Peely asked Falcons coach Dan Quinn to consider Sowers for the 2016 class of the fellowship. So that's a quote from the New York Times, and I thought that was really cool. Um, she was at the time an athletic director for a high school and she used her vacation days to work at the Falcons training camp and that got her foot in the door into the NFL. So congrats to Katie Sowers for being the first female coach in the Super Bowl. Super badass and super awesome. Now I want to talk about the NFL halftime performance. It was amazing and it was flawless, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was led by J-Lo and Shakira. They both killed it. Um, it was the best one in a while, and it was the first all-Latin Super Bowl performance, and this is according to Billboard.com. So Shakira was actually literally rocking and rolling. Uh, she came out with her hair flowing in a killer red sparkly outfit, super badass. She played the guitar and the drums, both of which I had no idea that she had played, and I... Uh, have been a fan of her for a while, but I guess not a dedicated enough fan because I didn't know those facts. Um, she also did some of her greatest hits like Waka Waka, Whenever, Wherever, and more, uh, along with her hips continuing to never lie when she dances and she celebrated the female body, owned her sensuality and her abs. 
um, I thought it was super inspiring as a woman to watch and really cool. And just she radiated confidence. And I feel like seeing performers radiate confidence, inspires confidence in younger women. Um, and I think it's a super great thing to look up to. Um, it's just really cool to see her celebrate her culture, her body, and her talents. I also felt like JLo really killed it, and they both empowered each other. Uh, when JLo came out, she dances and had she had canes to utilize in her choreography and started off with a lot of her great classics, and it was a strong start off. Um, and then JLo did a nod to her successful, really wonderfully made movie Hustlers um, by dancing on light-up poles on the stage, light-up neon poles, and had a signature dance move of the tabletop position, which you should watch Hustlers if you haven't to see it. It was really badass, really cool, showed her strength, and I personally feel like dancing on poles takes an insane amount of strength and talent to be able to do and be able to be sensual while doing it. And I think it's artistic. I think it's a beautiful way to express the female body. Um, and I thought it was really cool. Um, and not only do I feel like sensuality isn't always about sex, but even if it were, like why is sex so shamed culturally, the concept of it? And I think it's sad that we think it to be so inappropriate. Um, and by the way, on a side note, JLo is effing 50 and she looked completely wonderful uh, and shows that age doesn't matter at all in 2020 anymore, which I think is super inspiring and really cool that you can always be successful and follow your dreams and make huge accomplishments well uh, beyond the, your prime. And like it just shows that you can be beautiful and gorgeous and like there shouldn't be like a time clock on women and what they look like. Um but then she brought out young women and her daughter, who also sang beautifully and did an odd to the fact that they're the next generation. I also felt like it showed them a great example of a working hard, empowered group of women for these younger women to see and be on stage with and be inspired by and possibly inspire their future careers. I thought it was a wonderful nod not only to the next generation but empowering young women with their bodies and their sensuality I thought it was really cool um and I just so the backlash that JLo and Shakira received was that it was too sexual and not a family-friendly performance first of all since the dawn of time there have been cheerleaders who aren't wearing a lot of clothing that are dancing very talentedly and amazingly but that is never shamed or slut shamed it's celebrated and a part of culture and just the fact that there was a pole and a pole is associated with a stripper that somehow makes it a huge negative thing and even if I don't even think that strippers should be considered a negative thing anyway the whole backlash that I thought was like that they received is like two steps back for the concept of feminism. And there are so many different wrong things with that concept. I feel like the people that came out and saying it was too sexual and too sexy of a performance missed the whole point. It was about women taking back their bodies, their sensuality and empowering themselves, which is similar to the plot of her movies, hustlers, which is why the polls were there and a nod to her, um, work of art and celebrating her beautiful piece and beautiful movie 
And also what's wrong with displaying sexuality and celebrating it openly. Sexuality is so shamed and there's also the juxtaposition of women being pure as well as sexuality being celebrated in the United States. And it just doesn't make sense because there's a line of shame there and an oxymoron because sex is celebrated for men and, uh, some of the population are straight and so they have sex with women, but that is shamed when you are a woman and it's shameful to be a woman. So it's celebrated for men to have sex and they had to have sex with some woman and that's celebrated, but the woman herself is shamed. I just feel like it's an oxymoron and, and it's closeted. It's a part of life. And as long as consent and the science of safe protection is taught, I don't see what's wrong with being more candid about it and being open about it. And I felt like the performance beautifully celebrated culture as well as women and was inspiring and empowering. So I don't get why there was backlash at all. Um, And again, I spoke about it last year. Uh, The Super Bowl has always have a double standard. No one complained about Adam Levine's sexual and sweaty shirtless performance last year. This one I felt like celebrated women that are strong, powerful, successful, an example of what I want our future daughters to be. And if you're mad at the women for being in front of your sons, which is a complaint that I saw online, like my teen boys were present and watching and I can't believe that they did this. You need to be taking a good, hard, long look in the mirror about the men that you plan to raise. And also women's bodies are not just for men. So it's for them and it's for women to be celebrated and you should teach the young men that fact and that it's not for them and it's not their possession and it's not teaching them wrong things. They should be responsible for their own thoughts and their own actions and them not being able to focus on anything else. Um, And JLo and Shakira were celebrating their bodies in that concept. So I thought it was great. Girl, bye. Um, So anyway, I wanted to talk about that and go on my little tangent and platform. So I really appreciate everyone tuning in this week. I am looking forward to going to Portland next week. I've never been to the city of Portland. I'm in the Pacific Northwest and I get to visit it and I'm super pumped. So I always encourage you to think about what you're looking forward to most and I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon. Bye.